This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to another J-Rock's Lawn Care and Gardening podcast. Here we are on episode number 56 titled Interview with Ryan from The Lawn GP. So this is, we're back again with this, another nice to have interview where I've been promising for ages, but as schedules go and how busy life is, we're just getting around to it now. So I just want to introduce you to Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for having me. Um, no, it's really good to be here and, you know, it's been been a long time coming, you know, from from our history to, to now and where I've been following you all, uh, following you from. So, yeah, it's been real good. Yeah, so for, for everyone that, you know, as Ryan's just touched on there, Ryan's actually the only person in the industry as such that I've known through, you know, many years of different careers and as you know, with my background, for those that do listen, um, so me and Ryan's known each other for probably close to seven, seven years or so, something like that, would you say? Yeah. Um, I mean, what? Definitely, definitely going on five, six years now. I've, yeah. been, out, what, I've been out about four years now, so coming up four years. Yeah, so um, probably, yeah, six-ish years. So so it's fair to say that me and Ryan's got quite a quite a chemistry between, you know, everything that we, we did in our previous line of work and obviously, it's nice now, but as you'll hear in just a moment of the, the sort of line of work that Ryan's went into, what will be interesting to really hear about um, is now sort of cross-platform and we can touch on on this side of the world, really. So my first question on that, Ryan, then, is can you just tell the listeners a bit about yourself, uh, where, where you're from and what your business is? Yeah, so I'm Ryan, um, the Lawn GP. Um I get in, I've been doing it commercially now for about three years. Um, I initially left the army. Um, didn't know really what it was going to do, if I'm honest. Um, if you remember, Sam, I got into barbering. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I was enjoying the barbering, but I just I just feel like it didn't suit me. Um, you, you know, we've... We come from a very manual outside background. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just not happy really doing this. Um, so got on the job adverts and I was looking through and I was like, oh, there's there's a company, yeah, you know, round the corner from me. It's literally just up the road. Um, I was like, oh, I'll apply there and went for my interview and they were like, when can you start? <laughs> start whenever you, you want me to start. Yeah. Um, so they brought me in as what they would call like an assistant. So just helping you know, the team leader. Um, and I would say within the first six months, they were like, yeah, we want you to be a team leader. You know, you're, you're a grafter. You, you seem to know your way around kit. Um, you're not shy about jumping on anything and, it's just skyrocketed from there, you know, and then the Lawn GP came about because I was just really enjoying the work. And then, as you know, it starts off as a hobby, you know, my, my front garden, my front lawn. Yeah. 
Um, just started Tinker. All oh, right, yeah. Oh, so what's this lawn feed? Okay, I'll put that lawn feed down, see what it does. Um, and then, you know what it's like, the hobby turns into a bit of an obsession. <laughs> yeah. And then the obsession just, it just skyrockets. And I was like, I'm not, not to brag, but yes, to brag a little bit. I was like, I'm, I'm quite good at this. Yeah. You know, and obviously I've been doing it for the commercial company for a couple of years now. And it's literally been yourself and, and the family. Um, my partner, she's been unreal. You know, she's like, just, you need to start pushing your own work. You know, and, and then obviously our chats through yourself and you were like, mate, you need to do it. And this year I finally, I finally um, bit the bullet. I think that's um, an amazing thing with it is like cutting that cord almost and, and just going for it. Because I think any time when you've got a mass obsession about something, you know, what really whatever it is, there can only be good things that lie with that and it. You know, financially it can go obviously two ways, but usually with the line of happiness, with, you know, your day-to-day life, you've got to love what you do. Otherwise, you know, it's just an absolute drag getting through, oh. you know, week after week. So cutting well, that cord and doing something you like is different, man. Oh, 100%. And, you know, as the saying goes, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. And you, you know, know what's funny is you always hear that in this, like, grounds maintenance, God maintenance, sort of world is so many people reference that and I don't I honestly don't think I've heard that as much anywhere else <laughs> than when yeah. people work for themselves in some form of gardening company like yeah you know and like I said before you know from our background where we are sort of outdoorsy people mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a dream to work outdoors near enough you know every day um, apart from the good northern Irish weather uh, well in the winter yeah it can be a bit testing sometimes, but as as one of our favourite sayings is, your skin's waterproof, so just crack yeah. on. <laughs> one of the worst sayings, I think, that is. <laughs> it doesn't make you feel any better. Like. <laughs> no. So you've, you've kind of answered it there, that like your your occupation split between the two. So you, you're obviously still working at this at this main, main grounds the, maintenance yeah, company. Yeah, main role. So um, I currently... Currently do about 50 hours a week for them. And then I start doing my own stuff in the evenings and the weekends. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of working hours going out. And as we were saying before, you know, credit to my partner. She's She's been absolutely brilliant. You know, she'll have my dinner ready most nights for me coming home. Nice. Um, so I can just get my dinner, go out and do the odd bits and pieces that needs done. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, no, it's that's that's three years now um, for this commercial company, and I think I'll I'll definitely see it this year in the hopes of pushing um, full time by myself next year. That's awesome, that you know, and it just goes to show how much confidence you can gain um, in really quite a short period of time. You know, doing it yourself, but I suppose it also helps you being that team lead. Does it? Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, 100%, you know, because um, being the team leader, um, a lot of the, the sites that I that I do, you know, you're constantly having to liaison with, you know, the management of the, the grounds that you're working on. 
um, contracts managers. You're constantly having the liaison lay- on the um, caretakers. So it builds up that confidence to, to know what you're talking about. You know, you have to know what you're talking about. Um, you know, sorry, lost my train of thought there. No, no, like absolutely. Like that's the thing. The fact that you're, I think what you're getting at there is because in your current role, you've got to be a point of contact where you're running your own shift so much and you're being in touch that the the transfer to that is that the only difference is, is that you're sticking your branding on yourself and now yeah. you're doing it personally, you know, for your own company. Like, Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's exactly it. Um, and what I'm looking forward to most, like just starting up my own, you know, you can judge everything yourself. Yeah. You know, you can price everything yourself. You go to jobs and go, right, that's exactly what needs done. Yeah. Where a lot of your contract sites for a company, you don't know what you're getting yourself into half the time. Yeah. You know, your your boss would say, right, yeah, just turn up, do that. But you actually turn up and it maybe hasn't been cut, you know, in a couple of months. So what you're thinking of is going to be, you know, a three, four hour job could turn into eight hours, which you need to do in three to four hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. suppose kit, kit assignment as well, isn't it? Like it, you're going there with, you know, a, a Ferris walk behind when in, in fact you actually need a rough cutter to knock it down first. So, you know, that sort of thing yeah. of, you know, it's all right, someone else. How does that actually work on that? How does, who goes out and prices these jobs? And is it like so, the owners or do they have a set position or? Yeah, so it would be a mixture of both. We have a contract manager who, um, literally manages the the, day, the daily contracts um, and any new ones that come in then he will go out and price it right um, but sometimes you think he prices it as if it's already been maintained and what yeah. it would be like just to continually maintain it instead of the first initial um, you know four or five visits where it's going to take to get the, the site up to scratch yeah, I suppose that's a difference as well. Is like when you price a job yourself, and I'm sure everyone can kind of, you know, feel the scale on this one. That when you go in and you do a, your own consultation, you look at your own job, and you put in that, you know, if it is an ongoing maintenance, and you put that initial upfront cost, you know exactly yeah. what you're working for. And let's say, let's say it's a hundred pound a visit for whatever site, you might go right. Well, the first one needs to be three eighty, you know, to get it down. You, you exactly feel that. you're getting the benefit of that, so you've got the drive to actually make the impact for the rest. Whereas, yeah, if you're on, you know, it, let's face it, if it's any one of the team somewhere between ten and fourteen pound an hour, it doesn't matter if you're tip, tipping up to a maintained site, whether you're tipping up to an absolute site that's a mess. You're still getting paid the same, but you've got to do a whole lot, you know, harder graft. A whole lot more. Well, that's it. You know, you know the start of the season. Um, where everybody's getting their first cuts done. And if you've got a new customer in and the first cut is always going to be that wee bit more yeah, than the than the rest of the maintenance for it. Um, it's, it's, exact, it's exactly that. You know, you can charge that little bit more for your first cut. But when it's a maintenance contract, it's that one set price. And yeah. you go to it and it's maybe going to take you three visits before it's actually at a maintenance standard. Yeah. Um, 
And then again with Kit, you know, um, what I would say with Kit and the, the maintenance contracts is it's it's not so much yourself, it's your assistance that you've got. Yeah. You know, our our firm likes to hire in guys who's on, you know, UD break. Um, or they're taking a bit of time out from school. Blokes that have never touched um, mowers or hedge cutters or strimmers, you know, there's actually one man turned up um, fresh from school. And you know why I like to have a laugh sometimes? <laughs> Brill, you mean? So, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're getting our kit ready in the morning. And I was getting the blower out of my locker, the, just a backpack, um, still one. And the guy's like, oh, what, what, what do I do with this? And I was like, well, have you pre-charged it? And he goes, what do you mean pre-charge it? And I went, see, see the air compressor there? And uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, you need to get the line and you'll feel a wee connection up the, the tube. So if you just connect it, turn the compressor on, just pre-charge the blower. Um, and I don't know, but he found some something that clicked inside it, and he stayed he stayed for ten fifteen minutes with this compressor trying to pre-charge a blower. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's all fun, fun and games, but these are guys that you're having to take on the site. You know, and you just it's it's almost twice the work with these guys because you're having to do your own work and then obviously look at what those guys are doing as well. Experience is massive in that respect, isn't it? Because like, you know, just knowing what to do with a job or the best way around the job. One thing I always think about is when you, when you turn up to a site, like how you've, you almost visualize, let's say you tip up to a new garden or a new site, whatever it might be, you know, you can visualize, for example, your moon pattern, all right, mm-hmm. I've got three trees there, this really odd section here. And and you can work out how you would do it quickest, you know. Well, if I do oh, them yeah. a couple of small areas, a couple of rings around the trees, then, you know, I've just got up and downs to do. Whereas mm-hmm. someone that doesn't maybe think in such a way of how they would do something as, as simple as I'll say, like cut the grass, they might tip up and, you know, make an absolute hash of it because they're going here, there and everywhere, missing parts and... You know, so much time yeah. goes into that. Like it, the lack of efficiency through experience, I think, is probably the best. Yeah, way to like, put it. And, and touching on that, it's um, I was on a site and there was a guy with his. We actually called him um, Brown Bin Mitchell because that's the only thing you can trust him with was a brown bin, and that's what we put, <laughs> you know, our, our waste into. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I had cut this big bit of grass and um, you know, had the nice stripes up and down. And this guy just wheels Brown Bin Mitchell comes along and just wheels the brown bin over like across all the stripes. Oh, no way. And I was just you just look at him and go, Did you not even you know, did you not think? And he's like, No, nah, mate, I did no, I just just thought I would bring bring the bin over. <laughs> Instead of going around them or like take apart yeah. or like whatever it might be. And half the times you just you know, you just sigh into yourself. Um and I think that's where you know, starting up, starting up your own, you can really take control of how how you work, how your work work ethic comes across. Yeah. Um, has has sorry has working in such a way like that and working with that 
I'm not going to say caliber of person because you know it's maybe a bit hard on them, but working with them types of people, yeah, the caliber. Um, has that sort of changed <laughs> your perspective on how you would go into hiring yourself? Like, have you thought about that? I know you're maybe not there yet, like you're not full time yet, but have you thought about how you would, what you would change when hiring and taking on oh, different types of people? A hundred percent. You know, if you know, it all depends on yourself. If you've got the time to really train somebody up, say even a family member who, you know, can come out with you or, you know, come to your house and you can teach them, you know, on your own lawn. Yeah. Um, you know, that's fine. But if you're branching out and you're trying to get good clients, you know, good relationship with clients, you don't want to, I know it sounds bad, but you don't want to bring somebody with zero experience who it's going to make a hard job even harder. Absolutely. You know, it would almost be better so, to have them as just a shadow, not as an actual employee on that site on that day. But yeah. instead, you know what I mean? Just so they can't Don't, cause any damage, but they can learn under supervision. Like, Yeah, you know, and you've probably seen it yourself, you know, you stick some guys on strimmers and they just don't understand how a strimmer works and before you know it, they've, you know, you could call them the Tiger King because of all the stripes they've put in the grass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're coming about, you've, you've got some, somebody's nice lawn and you've, you've went, uh, went the extra effort, you've bought yourself a nice ruler and you've put nice, lovely stripes in and all of a sudden, round the edge, you've got Tiger stripes all up and down it. Yeah. Um, you know, so definitely when, when it comes to hiring somebody, I would I would definitely look at somebody who's, you know, doesn't have to be completely clued up, but used some machinery and has got an understanding of machinery. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think you almost take it for granted, don't you? Like, you, you almost semi-forget the stage of you becoming efficient and like well worth with whatever bit of equi- equipment it might be, whether it's trim as mowers, whatever that you kind of pass it off as just like an easy skill that someone should just pick up straight away. Like I yeah. took someone on a job, it must have been last year now, and I got them to use a strimmer as well, going down this like sort of verge line. Mm-hmm. And instead of strimming with it like parallel to the floor so that you'd, you know, whips the grass blades, not not the grass root, if you know what I yeah. mean. It was kind of strimming yeah. sideways. <laughs> yeah. It, instead, you know, he had the strimmer like almost, at like a 40 degree angle at the floor because because yes it was whipping it better but as in it was cutting through it more sorry and he seen that as maybe doing a better job whereas all he was doing was like taking everything to earth yeah scalping it yes just scalping it with a strim and i was like i've never actually witnessed that before <laughs> you know what i mean I, yeah. and it was just one of them i took it for granted that i could just say there's a strimmer you know can you do all them edges for us and I kind of came back around and I was like, what are you doing? But it does. There, I think it shows that, you know, it takes a bit of patience and a bit of, even if you do have experience and you, you can use this kit, happy days. I, th- you might- I think it's more the, if you know, I've, I wouldn't have any dramas hiring somebody who's not really sure of the kit, but as long as they've got the ability to learn. Yeah. They'll learn um, how the way you want it to be like. Yeah, because there's some there's some guys that works in, in the firm 
who are just there for a paycheck, you know, and that don't care, you know, they're there for, you know, going out, you know, what, Thursday, Friday evenings, you know, yeah. and, and getting on it until Tuesday evening. Yeah. Um, and then they're coming in trying to do the work and they're hungover and they're just there for a good time, you know, on a paycheck. But yeah. you, you as a team leader, it's, it's not, it's not really beneficial. Um, so yeah, like if on your own work, definitely not, like I said, not so much if they, they don't have to be perfect, but as long as they've got the ability to learn and it's a career that they want to do, yeah, then yeah, by all means you're hired, you know, yeah. because you, you can't teach, you can't teach, but what you can't teach is the ability to learn. Yeah. If they've got zero interest, and we kind of touched on this prior, that you know having an interest in something is half the battle. If you're not interested at all, then you know it's so easy to switch off and just want to do the bare minimum, like you say, for the paycheck. Whereas yeah. I suppose if you get someone that that comes across as keen, then you know that's maybe half the battle done. Um, yeah, you know, especially when you take a bit of pride in your work as well. You know, um, I. I take quite a lot of pride. Well, you have to in our, our, our industry. And if you are running your own business, you have to have that pride. Well, you got to think about uh, it, actually. Everything we do is for, when you, when you strip it right back, it's for one thing, and that's aesthetics of the area. Yeah. You know, it's, to, it's not just to keep it in check so it doesn't overrun a path or something. It's so that it looks good on, especially like commercial grounds. It's, it's to make the area look good and, you know, companies pay hundreds of thousands to to have things looking good. So if mm-hmm. if it isn't in your if it isn't in your ability to want to make a job, make good of a job, then you're not really fitting the criteria. You you, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Exactly that. Exactly that. Um, so, no, sorry, go, go ahead. No, I was just I was just about to jump on just how we're talking about the commercial work here. Yeah. Well, what came first then? Was it the commercial side, or was it the the sort of initial interest with your own loan? Like, what came first? Um, it was actually the commercial side came first. Um, just it's something that it's something I've always been interested in. You know, I've always you know cut my, my own lawns and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed doing it. And then I seen, like I said, I was getting out of the barber, and I seen the commercial job come up, and I was like. You know what? That's, I think that's a bit of me. Um, yeah. <laughs> my partner was like, "Well, what's the difference between cutting hair and cutting hedges, cutting grass?" Yeah. <laughs> Surely there can't be that much. Um. So yeah, I, like I said, I went for the interview and started doing it, and I just got, you know, a real passion for it. You know, I really, really enjoyed it, and then that's where. I started taking more interest in moon lawn, you know, looking at fades and iron sulfate, you know, all the all the good stuff and above. Yeah. Um and then I started getting more and more into it and in my, my personal side, like my, my, my lawns. Um I think it was more when the neighbors started coming out. Yeah, yeah. And going, Wow, Ryan, you're your lawn's looking looking amazing. What are you using on it? You know, and you start chatting to them about it. And it got this stage where even me going out, 
you know, jumping into the car to go around to the shop, if there was somebody walking their dog by their lawn, they're like, oh, like your lawn's looking really, really nice. What, what did you do to it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was just, it was just igniting, you know, it was just burning more and more of the passion. Yeah. And uh, and then that's, I think, speaking to uh, my partner and that, she was going, why don't, why don't you, you think about doing it by yourself? And I was, I was like, well, you know, I haven't been to college and I really don't know that much. And it was always the putting, putting myself down. Yeah. On it. And then I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll start diving in online, diving into books, um, just because knowledge is power after all. Absolutely. Um, just started diving into books, diving into the deep web, getting getting lost in the evenings, listening to the uh, one and only J-Rock podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But my partner actually calls you the long guy. Oh, you're 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 long guy again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell that. <laughs> um, and your you know, your YouTube channels and and then you know Rob, like Robbie from Premier Lawns just delving into his YouTube channels and um, what do you call it? John? You know that runs Long Car Legends. Yeah, John you Ryan. Know, yeah, follow following his progress and joining the groups and I just just even some just spent just trying to get as much knowledge as I can in. I think that's um, such a key thing there mate because you, you started off by saying you know the, the bit that kind of set you back was the fact of the lack of knowledge and mm-hmm. you know we're in the exact same boat you know me and you with that and it's a it's a fine example on how even if you don't carry a bit of paper that says that you're qualified in something, you know, if you've got the passion to just learn, go out there and like learn from mistakes as well as, you know, any gains that you make, then you can make progress yeah. to the point where, like, and I think I said this to Mike, no one's ever asked me about qualifications. Not a single client has turned around to me and said, are you qualified in X, Y, Z to be doing this? Or how many years experience have you had? You know, there isn't that initial, people want a job done. And if you complete it to a standard that they're happy with, then mm-hmm. no no one cares. It's, he has the money. And for anyone, I would say that is maybe sitting out there thinking exactly what we've just, you know, said between us there. And they're, they're all worried about it. I would say don't yeah. let it hold you back, you know. No, and, definitely not. And I think, you know, half, you're not, you do also have to be a wee bit knowledgeable in the first um, first couple of jobs turning up to like the price and stuff. I was so nervous, you know. Yeah. Sit. I was sitting because um, obviously, like yourself, I started off in the car, and uh, I was turning up with my car, like packed out with all the kit or the trailer on the back of it, and I was sitting in the car for about five minutes before even going wrapping the door, going, Flip, "What am I doing? What am I doing? You yeah. Know, um, what have I?" balls this up um, <laughs> and let's um, face it we, we come from we don't come from a shy background you know no anyone that's not. served or seen the military like it's not you, the whole thing about it is being outside your comfort zone and going for things and you know and, and i know you ryan like i've never seen you, you you're far from the quietest guy in a group <laughs> <laughs> to say the least um 
for you know, so it happened. It's it. What I would say is it's normal. Yeah, and you know, I think, and I think that was the mental battle that I was having was I was sitting in the car going, "This isn't me." You know, I'm not this nervous. You know, and I was going, "Am I doing the right thing?" And I was actually having to psych myself up. Yeah, and uh, I thought, and I actually looked at myself. I was like, "Yes." I'm okay dressed. Um, I'm appropriately dressed. I look smart. Um, right, I'll go. I'll go. Wrap the door. And I was like, I'm going to take this baby steps. Right, get out of the car. Right, I'm out of the car. Go wrap the door. Wrap the door. And uh, once the guy came out and I started talking, then that's when I calmed down. You know, and um, I came across and he was like, Oh yeah, you know, when when can you start or when when can you fit me in? Yeah. Um, once those first few jobs, then that was it. It was the confidence builder that I needed. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, now everyone decides you can't get me to shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, what's crazy with that, right, is you talk that, like, I felt nervous there with you speaking. Like, you, you've just brung it back to, to how nerve-wracking it can be. And it's yeah. kind of a side, it's a side to it. I know I talk about sometimes, but I forgot the actual feeling of it because, like you say, as soon as you've done a few, you know, you've got as soon as you've got jobs to reference to, then you know you're kind of laughing. Then you know you can always, whether it's pricing or how long it might take or how difficult it might be or mm-hmm. the type of drive or the type of equipment you need, whatever it might be, when you can reference it to another job, you feel so much more secure about it. Um, oh, hundred percent. But in that, yeah, yeah, I, I really, I, I forgot how, yeah, I felt nervous for you there. You t- telling me that? I was, I was like, eight miles or palms are sweaty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, would you say this is one of the hardest things about starting? Because I, I think you've, uh, it sounds like you are in a, a very, let's say, you're Fresh. in a, uh, yeah, you, well, you're in, a, you are in a good position to to sort of come forward and, and start, you know, you had the, the experience on tools, you had the experience actually getting jobs done. Was, was this the hardest thing for you? Like actually just getting started or was it like the yeah, advertising? Um, what was the hardest? You know, to be honest, I thought um, I was enjoying, enjoying the commercial side. And I thought at the start, I was like, you know what, I'll just stick a couple of flowers out. If I, if I get enough houses on the side, you know, just, just to bump up the wages a wee bit, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, so initially got flowers made up and sent them out and I got a couple of wee gardens off it. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually enjoying this. I want to see where I could maybe take this to. And then um, again, Speaking to yourself and, and my partner, you know, you just really, um, you just push me, you know, really um, convince me um, to make a go of it. Um, yeah. I, again, it was at the start, it was just nerves, you know, settling into the social media sort of set, side of stuff, um, putting up content, and you're going, flip, this content's out there for everybody's everybody to see what what if people laugh at it you know yeah and um, again like that's not the confident Ryan that that you know yeah um and then I just thought you know I'll just start making reels have have a bit of fun with them yeah um and just 
just enjoy the experience. And if, if I was to say to anybody starting up, you know, yes, the nerves will there, but just just enjoy it because yeah. um, if you love it, then then go for it. You know, just just have a laugh and you'll enjoy every day that you work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to to quote another. You know, how do you climb Mount Everest? It's one step at a time, you know what I mean? And it's exactly that, you know, regardless how nervous you are, regardless how, if that's what you're fighting with, or if it's any of the other monk things, just take it one step at a time. And one thing that I found through the company growing the way it has is that it brings in a perspective, the, the, next, the, next op- the next option, the next obstacle, you know, and you kind of end up growing alongside mm-hmm. your experience. And, you know, one bit of advice I always got given is don't let yourself grow too quick, you know, before you actually catch up yeah. to where you're meant to be. Like, feel feel completely comfortable in growing at a, a comfortable rate alongside the business. You know, don't, don't literally do your first job and then try and take on, you know, every test goes within a 30 mile radius because you'll probably flap, you know, when it comes to documentation <laughs> yeah. and everything else, like yeah. start off as small as you want and, and then move forward. Uh, yeah. it, it really just needs to be as little or as much as you like. And I, I do feel for the, those that feel like they need to go all in to begin with, you know, whether it's, they've just lost a job or w- whatever it might be. Um, yeah. when you got um, started, when did you find was the, how did you um, put them jobs in? Was it like you, you selected an evening, like through the week? Was it a weekend? Like, how did yeah, you make so, that easy for yourself? Um, I sort of looked um, in my my commercial job. We have like a weekly planner, so we know our week's um, sites coming up. So if I know I've got a really, really busy day, I wouldn't sort anything for that night, that evening. But if I've got a relatively sort of calm day, then I would go, right, yeah, I can call around tonight and I can have a look and we can have a discussion, you know, on the best option sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I would go that evening, have a chat, um, and then depending on the garden, then I can go, yeah, I can fit you in on evenings. Or if it's a bit more technical, then I could fit you in on the weekend. Yeah. So I, I would leave all my harder stuff to a Saturday. Fair one. And then leave all my, uh, sorry, do all my easier stuff during the week when, you know, you're not, because I'm tired. I'm yeah. tired every day coming home, you know, and trying to get your dinner, rush down you to go rush out and go do a heavy job as, isn't ideal. So that's why I leave the easier ones to the, the weekdays. Kind of, kind of literally comes down to, to planning your way, doesn't it? Seeing what's on, for the week, whatever you might be doing. And I've always said this, you know, like what will make it easier is how well you can plan, you know, and, and by doing that efficiently. And like, you, like you've just said, you, you do there, you see gaps and you go, right, yeah. that gap I can fill with this type of job. You know, mm-hmm. the, the better you can plan and prepare, you know, the better you'll prosper. Like, so, um, yeah, like, if it, like for an example, we've, um, like I say, we've got a weekly planner, um, I take a picture of it on a Monday, so I've got it on my phone. I can see, can't like keep going back to where my week's going. Yeah, and then in in the home office, I'll have like a um, yearly planner. So on the yearly planner, then I would have clients' names on it, and I would put down 
right, summer feed or spring summer feed was put down in this date and I can work everything off that yearly planner and then work my own weeks in the commercial site in and around it as well. Nice. That works well that then. Being able to have yeah. that in a in a in a way that you can visually see something and, and it goes to like how I've said with like Google uh using like Google Calendar or whatever it might be, but not just relying on your brain because let's face it, we're humans. Like, you know, we're going to forget things if you just try and remember it all. If I can just hold us there for a moment and uh, I'm just going to go to a quick ad break and we'll be back with you in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Total Loan. Total Loan provides scientifically engineered loan care products to homeowners, hobbyists and loan care professionals. Their range of fertilizers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green and moss free all year round. I use Total Loan products for my customers and on my own loan, and I think you should too. The team at Total Loan put quality above anything else when they're producing their loan feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely, if ever, used by their competitors to give you the best loan possible. Try Total Loan today at totalloan.co.uk and use code JROCKLOANCARE at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Loan are so confident in their products that you can use them on your loan, and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totalloan.co.uk and transform your loan. Right, welcome back everyone from that short little ad break there. So just moving forward into our next question here, what is, what equipment do you use? So Ryan, is it like sort of battery that you use, fuel, like on both sides, your own business um, and commercially? So commercially, it's it's just fuel. <clears throat> um, we run the Kubota F-Series with the right. front deck. Um, for a lot of the bigger sites, um, and we've got two walk-behind ferrises, uh, Ferris Zero Turn, nice. and then we use um, just on our daily runs. In we use the Husky Mulchers, okay, which which great bit of kit, like really really great bit of kit. Um, I've but- seen them, but I've never actually <laughs> been close to using one or seeing like the finish in person. Are they? You- they literally you, you rate them highly. Um, yeah, the only downside to them is that they don't have a side shoot, and I think everything should have a side shoot personally. Right. Um, the problem with the Husky mulchers, if it's remotely wet and that little bit longer, which you know, start of the season, you're pretty much everything is long and wet. Yeah. It's because there's no side shoot. It sucks everything up. It creates like a vacuum and it holds all the mulch and all the cuttings on the underside of the deck. So it doesn't drop it back down. And it doesn't drop it back down. And it holds it and holds it and holds it. And next minute, things start getting clunky. Um, and we've actually quite a lot at the start of the season. There's a wee nylon washer that, right. um, that breaks um, to save the shaft. Okay. Um, so the couple of mulchers that we had last year didn't have this nylon um, washer and what was happening was there was too much debris building up too much mulch and I was creating so much torque in the long grass that it would twist the shaft and break the whole shell wow yeah Um, so the start of the season because it was long um, personally me I would strim a lot of stuff first, get get the height down, rake it, and then cut it. 
Yeah. Um, takes a bit longer, but you're going to get better results. Yeah, yeah. Um, but some of the guys were just going, especially some of the young lads with you, you know, um, some of the sites are that big that you can't keep your eye on them. So you, you kind of just have to let them go yeah. and, and, and trust them sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you would send them off and they would come back and they would be like, Mulcher's not working. What do you, what do you mean it's not working? Um, well, it's broken, it's leaking. All oh, right, cheers. Like, yeah, I know exactly what you've done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but on the flip side of that, see if it's, see once you've got a lawn or the grass in good order and it's short and it's dry, amazing kit. Really, like, I really highly rate them. See, that's interesting, isn't it? It just goes to show that even when you've, and I've seen them husky mulchers, they're not exactly cheap. It's, you can have expensive bit, bits of commercial equipment but it doesn't mean it'll do every single job. You know, you still need to have, you know, different bits of, and it sounds obvious, but yeah. different bits of kit for different, you know, different conditions, different times of the year. Like you say, just by having that, that side shoot, you know, it would yeah, completely offer a different, you know, a different string to your bow, wouldn't it? I think, yeah. If, you know, um, I used the, the wee bang that's got, you know, the multi kit with the side shoot on it. Yeah. Um, and it it was brilliant, you know, it was amazing because it it just shot the the mulch out where it didn't store. You weren't getting clumps of grass everywhere because then it just looks untidy as well. And if it's untidy, it reflects on you. Yeah. And I think when it comes to that side, you just you, you have to, to go that little bit more more effort mm-hmm. to make your sights look. So grab the strimmer, grab the brush brush cutter. You know, cut it down, give it a rake first. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's it's hard going. Like, and you know, people don't because they don't know the process. They don't always know why something is the way it is. So, like, quite often, I'll be walking. I don't know, past an area with you know, with someone, one of the lads, whatever it might be, and they'll go, "Oh, that looks a mess, doesn't it?" And you're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, it does look a mess, but you know, it it could be because of this, this, and this." You know, and it's like. Speaking about using side shoots and, and mulching, the Ferris Ion is a side discharge currently, and I've got a mulching, mulching uh, conversion on its way. But the one downside I seen of a side shoot was because it doesn't mulch it at all, and it literally just say cuts it at the bottom of the blade of grass and fires it out. Is mm. I was getting kind of like if it was too long and too wet, like you're saying there, and it wouldn't evenly spread, it would mm-hmm. fire it in a kind of like a little a hill almost to to your yeah. right, so you'd have like these. I'm going to use the phrase like you'd finish a, a large area and it would look like cocaine lines or something. You know, what I mean? <laughs> it, it would yeah. be that you know that kind of effect. Like, and because it just being so wet, it would only fire it all the same equal distance, but it wouldn't spread. Um, yeah. So there's just so many pros and cons to like different bits of kit, and you know, oh, you spend, spend ten grand on something, but. And then we've we've got those mass ports as well. Uh, okay. I, I I don't don't rate them at all. <laughs> right. Do, is that just a not, normal normal grass cutter? Is it? What yeah. Uh, just the what do you call it with the wee clack bag on the back? I think that. Yeah. I think they're like a fifty-five liter 
um, bag on them become standard. Now they're um, not exactly commercial machines, am I right in saying? No, no, I've, they're not. I've only seen domestic. Um, but they would use them, you know, for the smaller sites. Um, and I, I, I just don't rate them at all, Sam. They're they're terrible. They're just they're clunky. They're heavy. Um, the the maneuverability of them, it just it, they're just not great at all. Yeah, I, I suppose um, they're no yeah, just intended for that type of work, are they? No, I think I think for a commercial company, they're just they're just bad. You know, maybe maybe as a personal user, you know, yeah. it's your own personal use. Then, yeah, but no, not for me. Not for the boot. What about your own company? Then are you primarily battery kit or yeah, you- yeah? So I wanted to go down the battery route. I think it's just. Um, you know, we're, we're only we're only a couple of years away from everything being battery. Yeah. So, I thought, why invest in fuel now when in a few years I'm going to have to invest again? Yeah. So I thought I'll just make the investment now. Originally, um, I was a bit like yourself, and I was like, yeah, I want everybody's gardens to look amazing. I want everybody's gardens to look stripes so I went and bought myself um it was a petrol uh, heater yeah to the 48 um and you soon come to realize that not every garden suitable for it yeah um and had a couple of nightmares (laughs) (laughs) as you know it's a heavy bit of kit as well and when you come to Steps in the back garden, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> not this again, yeah, <laughs> not yeah, this yeah. Again. <laughs> uh, and you sort of kick yourself. And so, I thought, right, I'm gonna get I'll get my second, my second more. And I actually went for the the Eagle, the LM9 93, the same as yours, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's the same one, yeah, yeah. So, I went for that, and then I went for the Eagle Multi 2. Nice, good um, choice. Just got the new 2022 handheld blower as well. Nice. Um, so yeah, I think that's. I'm starting to push to go all battery. And if looking back on it, I wish I had got the battery heater instead, instead of the fuel. I've seen good things about them. You know, you know the the, the seem like a decent machine. The Grassman Island he uses them as well um, in his own personal garden, but. They look like a great bit of kit. Like the battery yeah. shaves so much weight off, um, off the mower as a whole that having you know the quieter noise, the lighter weight, but still having a heavy enough roller to to create a stripe, you know, is yeah. a very attractive, uh, as like prospect to have, isn't it? Within a machine, really. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and that's what I mean. Now looking back on it. I'm sort of kicking myself that I didn't just make the initial investment, but I'll I'll, I'll be honest. Before I was like, "Oh, battery, Ugh, no way, petrol, yeah. petrol, petrol." <laughs> you know, two stroke. Oh, give me those fumes. <laughs> and, uh, now I see after I do a day in the commercial side and then come home and do my own stuff with the battery. Oh, it's night and day. You yeah. Know, and then the next day, getting in using the fuel, I'm like, ugh, yeah. the smell, the smell, the vibration. I'm like, oh, no, get away from me. 
there's just certain bits of kit where battery is so there, you know. It, I've had a few arguments lately online about this. I, I uploaded a reel a little while ago of me um, of me using a brush cutter on like a rough area and saying in in short form. Some people was say that. One, was it? Yeah, when when I said uh, some people say battery can't keep up with petrol, and I'll show you this or, or whatever it said, and mm-hmm. you know people are just commenting and. Oh yeah, but how long does your battery last? And the thing is, with them backpack batteries, yes, it's an initial cost up front. You know, brand new, they're close to a grand, regardless mm-hmm. whatever uh, company you go with. Ego is still husky, but the the questions I would, I would have, like the conversations I was having back and forth was, well, it'll get me through five hours of maintenance trimming, you know. Yeah. So I, I maybe would need to change out if I bought two. You know, I'd change it once throughout the day. You know, how mm-hmm. many times do you need to stop and refuel? And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. well, four or five. And I'm like, right, so you go back to the van five times in a day. I'll go back uh, once. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the the argument against battery all the time is, oh, but battery life. And like, I get it. It's a bit of a nuisance, you know, fuel on the same tank will last longer than probably most batteries. But, you know, all you need to do is invest in more. But I get the price point is hard, but once when yeah. you once when you've done that hard work and over you know eighteen months you've managed to buy five or six batteries. Like I haven't bought a battery now in nearly a year. I don't think mm-hmm. you know. And I was saying to you earlier offline for anyone that's listening that the Ego Moa that we're talking about here that we use, I have the twelve amp battery. What again? It's an investment. You know, it's close to five six hundred pound, but it gets me through a whole whole day of grass cutting. You know, I don't need to put more fuel in. I don't need to clean carbs or, you know, what, whatever Service, you might have. Servicing costs go down, you know. Yeah, massively. And, you know, um, I can I'll, ju- I'll, I'll be honest, Sam. See, when I ordered the Eagle Moore, yeah. I, was, I was all excited. Came in the box, went and picked it up. I was so happy. Rushed home and I was like a kid at Christmas. Yeah. And uh, I lifted it out and I was like, this feels so flimsy. And yeah, I, I was like, "Oh no!" Have I, I, I was like, "I made a mistake," and I, like, I was like arguing with myself in the head. I was like almost kicking myself in the shin, going, "You idiot! You idiot! What have you done?" <laughs> I fell for you, the trap. <laughs> you, you, I fell for the trap. Um, and then I was like, "You know what? I'm just, I'm just going to go take it down. I'm going to cut my mum and dad's lawn with it, and I'm going to see what it's like." Um, you know, it's it's a ten minute drive from my house. Yeah, and I was I was swearing at myself and everything, and going, yeah. oh, it. you know, <laughs> I was really getting to myself, and uh, got it to my, my, my parents' house, and I was like, I'm just here, I'm just testing this out. Don't talk to me. <laughs> and, uh, I took it out, and it was brilliant. I was like, right. you know. It was the initial shock of lifting out going, oh my God, I don't know. This this because I'm used to heavy, I'm used to bulk. Yeah. I'm used to I'm used to weight. I was like, oh no, this is so light. What is this gonna do? Yeah. And the suction on this thing alone was brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, the initial the, the talk everything about it was just it just cut phenomenal. And yeah. I was like, this is the future, you know. And yeah. I've I've had this argument over a couple of guys 
in, in my work as well because you know they're full on petrol heads and every they've all laughed at me you know oh my god I can't believe you're going petrol yeah going ba- battery sorry you know petrol petrol this petrol that um and now they're starting to come around to it well, I guarantee you give them that machine for for a full day on site, and then yeah. they'd they'd soon be reaching for it for the day afterwards. Because, like you say, just the just the lightweight ability alone of you know maybe lift. I mean, I know you've got trailers and that, but lifting it in and out of vans and up steps and all that sort of stuff is completely that. Like that wee bang, it's a very uncomfortable <laughs> lift to pick up such yeah. an awkward machine that's seventy kilos on weight you know, and sticking it in a van. So like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's two ramps out every time and then getting it up there and making sure it's not racking around the van and, the, you know, like denting into the bulkhead. Whereas, like you say, the, the ego, like I've, I can honestly say, and I've got a review coming up soon for this. I, I'm still yet to put a review out, but I have now used it in what I can comfortably say, apart from snow, in every possible, you know, long grass, short grass, full blizzards of rain, you know, bone dry Mm -hmm. i've used it everywhere now and you know until people use these machines i don't think they'll fully understand it yeah understand the pros and cons because you know when you cut and wet grass every machine is going to have some form of negative if it's under side of the deck being clogged up whether it's you know the machine stalling or the chute clogging Mm -hmm. or you know or a bad first pass finish and you need to do two passes whatever it might be, no machine is completely perfect in the wet. And that's just the kind of the way it is. I'm, I'm sure it's maybe some of the bigger commercial stuff might be. But for a lot of the stuff, you know, there's some cons so for the somewhere. Way, the push mowers, like, there's a con in the wet. There's a con with every push mower in yeah. the wet. You know, there, I don't think there'll ever be a mower where it's, you know, 100% effective in the yeah. wet. Um, you're, you are going to get clogged up regardless. Um, but there's just so much pros to it. Yeah. Like when you, when you fold those arms down, um, it almost becomes like a, you know, two carrying handles. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you can lift, I can lift that with one hand and just set it into the van. Yeah, exactly. You know, and to me, that's, that's one of the top pros all around is what I first seen as a con, the weight is now a pro. Yeah, um, and other pros like freshly seeded areas and things that you know where you want a lighter machine on the ground. You know, oh, yeah. you know, th- th- there's a whole range of pros to it. Hundred percent, and it's you know, sorry, just j- to jump to a different bit of kit. The same with you know the hedge cutters, mm-hmm. um, how light they are. Like we use the the still hedge cutters, and if you're using those petrol ones. You know, half an hour to forty-five minutes. You're starting to, you know, the vibrations start to annoy you a wee bit, and yeah, you got to shake, shake your arms out here and there. Um, but that ego um, hedge cutter, I can comfortably say, I went to a job, started hedge cutting at nine in the morning, stopped for lunch, and then finished hedge cutting at three o'clock in the afternoon. You know, and I only used a five amp battery and a four amp battery to do all that cutting. Aye. And there was nowhere near the vibration trouble that I was having with the, the petrol and the weight was 
I wasn't coming home busted. Aye. Because that's you know, it, like, in hedge trimming takes it out, you like, I mean, you know, yeah. anything where you're working at height and, you know, the arms are above the head for prolonged periods of time, you feel it, you know, and there's been times when... Kicks in. Yeah, definitely, man, and, like, if it's not for anything else and, you you know, it, you, you're holding a finger up to the environment and saying, look, that's not within my best interest personally, so whatever, but, you know, on your personal interest of your body and how like how lesser of a fatigue um how sorry how much longer it takes to hit fatigue compared to a fuel machine is unbelievable mm-hmm. like and i i felt it both in strimmers and in in hedge cutters they're like the two main ones where i've sort of felt it and like you say it's the vibrations that take the shock like you know yeah they, they're the things that rattle you and i mean we always got taught if if you remember when we went through training and stuff that you'd always have your white finger diary, wouldn't you? So when we went through yeah. our power tool training, you, it was something stupid, like you'd do 15 minutes of work and you had to stop for five, something like that. <laughs> yeah. And that's just not realistic when you're, when you're, when you're on a large property, is it? No, not at all. You know, if you were doing that, you would you would never get finished in your yeah. your, your cuts for the day. Yeah. So it, it really does. You've got to kind of really watch it, but it's good to see that you're going down the battery route and that you've used both as well. Because I think a lot of yeah. people are under the assumption that you—it's such a tab- taboo subject. It yeah. really is, you know. And and I'd be like, I'd be the first one to admit where I was like at the start, I was like, no way, no, yeah. I'm not, I'm not touching battery. I'm not falling, falling for those idiots, you know. And I was like, Sam, Sam can push battery all he wants. I'm not listening to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I actually took the head. I was sorry, it was the, the multi-tool that I bought first. And I was like, this is a game changer. It, it really is. Um, the only thing I would say is with the multi-tool, the D-rail, if you're hedge cutting, get rid of it. It just yeah. it just gets in the way. I think Mike. I was chatting to Mike about it, and he said the same. Um, when he was using it with the hedge cutter, he had to take the D reel off because it's just in an awkward handle position. Yeah. Um, you're almost stretching your body posture, right? You know, um, with your your leaning arm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, other than that, it's I'm, I'm amazing. But I kept and I was like. Oh, no, Sam was right. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to. I don't want to let him know, but he was right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and it's good um, to see, like, like you can see the, you know, it's not just coming from myself here, but it's almost a tidal wave through the industry. Like, like this year, I see more people take on ego than what I've than what I've ever seen before, and it's just mm-hmm. battery in general. People's now starting to go, well, I'm not ready to, you know, lose the moor yet, or or the blowers, like the things that use up a lot of, of the energy, but things yeah. like hedge trimmers and, you know, strimmers, like more people are taking that on because there's a better balance between user comfort price. And, you know, that whole triangle of, um, of pros, cons and whatever else it might be. Mm-hmm. And and I think people are just realizing now it won't be long before then people that are petrol heads till I die soon go, you know ah, what? Okay. Yeah, this is why haven't we always been doing this? Battery's great, you know. Um, yeah. And and it it is weight alone is is the main one. Um, you know the last what? couple I, of I questions. Might, 
Oh, sorry, go on. No, finish your point. I was just going to say, um, Mike Day, you know, he, he just, he's seen the trick like he's, he was, he's seen the future long before anybody else did. Yeah. And it's, it's just paid off for him now and look where he's at. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great thing. And all it takes is if you don't believe it's really doable or, or sensible, you've got to look at the types of people that are like Mike, you know, he's just sat out a whole second van with just ego kit only. And these mm-hmm. other vans are a mix between Husky, Makita, and Ego. Um, you know, he's more or less fully fully electric on on his type of equipment. And he runs yeah. a successful business, you know. Um, it's completely doable. And, you know, I've put well, enough yeah. videos online to show that the hardest of jobs yeah. I've still managed to get through with battery, you know. Yeah, that's it. it it's, you know, Mike's proven it and you're proven it. And there's there's a, a good few of the other boys um, proven it as well, you know, so... There's no reason why we all can't do it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you as well, mate. Uh, for anyone that is, I mean, we'll get to this in, in just a few minutes, really. But, you know, anyone that isn't currently following Ryan on Instagram, the Lone JP, you know, follow him. Because, you know, he's doing all this now and everything that we're talking through as we are, you know, you're doing it all pretty... Um, pretty fresh. First, yeah, like first person. It's all right there and... You know, you're going through it. So I think it, you hold a very interesting account there of someone that's openly saying, look, this is me new in uh, uh, my own side of it and mm-hmm. the leap across from fuel to battery. And I think you're a great advocate for it, mate. But oh, um, thank you. You're welcome. Mate. Yeah. Uh, so last couple of points, questions that I have for you here is what is your top tip for owning and running a business? Top so, tip? Um, just believe in yourself, you know, and it's it's something, something I didn't do at the start. You know, if I had done it at the start, I would have been, I'd probably be in a lot better place than what I am now. You know, um, I would, sorry, I'll rephrase that. I probably would have had a lot better progress from where I am now. Um, and just, just have confidence in yourself. You know, if you, if you've got the ability, go for it. Um, I reach out to the community. You know this community. I've I've never seen a community like it. You know everybody's there to help. Yeah. Um, and like everybody's there for a bit of banter as well. Like I haven't come across one person who's who's been negative. Lucky enough, touch wood. Yeah. You know, and there's a probably same seen as a legendary video on Friday, the long car daddy. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, know. I mean, so if anyone hasn't seen that, that that they need to give it a wash, like <laughs> yeah, like I was proper giggling, like. <laughs> um, but you know, like like to him, we've we've chatted chatted away on you know on on Instagram message and all, just just friendly friendly advice to each other. Um, there's another Morris Lawns as well. He's He's yeah. been reaching out quite a lot and we've been chatting back and forth about kit we're running and how we're doing. And, you know, it's a brilliant community. So reach out if, if in doubt, just reach out. I think that's it, isn't it? There's, you know, it was only maybe 10 years, well, 10 years ago, yeah, I'll say, and probably a bit before that, that these sort of groups, if you're starting something yourself, <laughs> then you, you are literally, you're alone in it. You know, if you if you weren't shadowing someone, or if you didn't have a family member that was kind of in the industry or knew what they were doing, 
you're completely solo. Whereas yeah. now through the things of, you know, Instagram, like it is, <laughs> and these are that other online sort of <clears throat> things like YouTube and Facebook, we're, we're able to discuss topics and share prices and share thoughts on bits of equipment, <clears throat> different manufacturers. And by doing that, you kind of have, you know, someone to shadow. Yeah, and the, it's, it's a community, the, the, you know. The for, the forums out there is brilliant. Like, <clears throat> sorry, I took a drink there. I'm choking. That's all right. <laughs> um, the forums out there are brilliant. As again, John, you know, Long Car Legends. What what he's done for the community has been brilliant. Yeah. Uh, um, Robbie, you know, from Premier Lawns, he's his YouTube channels. Like, I have delved hours into them. Yeah. Um, just like I said earlier on, uh, the, the knowledge is power. Definitely. <laughs> so last question and the easiest by far, Ryan, is how can people find you online? So your sort of your handles and, and what sort of social media sites that you're on? The good yeah, ones. So on, <laughs> the good ones. Uh, at the minute, I'm just on Facebook and Instagram as The Lawn GP. Drop me a message, drop me a follow, any anything else at all, just ask away. I'm always there for a chat. Yeah, definitely. And what I'll back you up with, yeah, Ryan, because as we alluded to at the start of the, the podcast, yeah, that we, we've known each other for years. And so we've been talking through this whole sort of period. And if anyone's stuck, you know, as long as Ryan doesn't mind me saying this, anyone that's feeling stuck between working a nine to five for a commercial firm, whether you're already in the business or if you're in completely something different and you want to get into gardening or your own lawn care whatever it might be then ryan's going to be a, you know you're very eager to get into this community aren't you like you're very helpful oh, person. Massively, yeah. and anyone that i would say <clears throat> that's after asking a few questions to definitely drop them a message after this and give them a follow on instagram as well because he's doing some absolutely great things and i think you'll be uh you'll be up there producing as much content as everyone else I also seen the Mavic Mini that you purchased as well, so see oh, some good yeah. aerial aerial footage as well. Like, we do you see the street, the street garden soon, the street yeah. lawns. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, exactly. Um, listen, Sam, there's one thing I have to do, and I'll be told off if I didn't. Right. I have to give a shout out. Do it, man. So, as you know, a good friend of ours, and we love we love supporting all our local businesses and that. Um, our good friend Shane. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, Bean Coffee. Listen, get amongst his coffee. Give him a follow. Get an order in. You just won't be disappointed. One of the best coffees out there. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll I'll just back that up. Actually, that you know, I, I done a I done a post on on Shane a while ago, but I haven't actually followed up with it again. If you do enjoy your coffee, then honestly, it, it is insanely good. You know, ground or bean, isn't it? Yeah. Grand or Bing, um, Shane, if you're listening to this, send me a free bag. <laughs> send us all one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just to reiterate that's uh, Mean Bean Coffee, isn't it? And he's got his own yeah. website and you can find him on Google. So he's definitely that's a good show. That's the one. Absolutely. Well, um, Ryan, thank you very much for joining us on this, this week's podcast. It, you know, massively appreciated for you. Come on. And I always think, you know, from being a, you know, I've, I've been on, a third party podcast before where I was being interviewed and there's always that sense of vulnerability that, you know, you're, you're opening up in the moment about what you're doing and what you believe to work. And, you know, it does, it leaves you in a vulnerable state 
to a degree. I've, um, I've had sweaty palms for the last <laughs> hour. <laughs> yeah, not to put anyone off, but yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it does. And, um, you know, I appreciate all the guests that come on. But honestly, Ryan, through through the jump that you're sort of transitioning through here, through, you know, commercial into your own and being so open about it, thank you very much for coming on. And uh, I would love to do some topic-based podcasts in the future with you as well. Oh, definitely. And thank you for having me. No problem at all. Right, well, you take care, Ryan, and uh, we'll be back on together, hopefully in the you know the coming few months. Yes, you too, but see you on the flip side. Right then. So thank you for joining us on this, this week's podcast. This is episode number 56, and it was interview with Ryan from The Lawn GP. So make sure, like, like I said just earlier there, you give him a follow. He is, uh, he is such a good account to be sort of watching. He's new on Instagram under this profile, so you know every follow would be appreciated, I'm sure. Um, yeah, looking into next week's, I'm going to try and get in amongst these interviews a little bit more. I know that they get enjoyed across the board. So if you do fancy sort of sharing sharing your sort of side of life, whether you do it as a hobbyist, if you're in the commercial sector, domestic sector, whatever it might be, then I would happily have you on this podcast. What we'll say is for all of Ryan's links to his Facebook and his Instagram, they'll be in the show notes below. So if you swipe all the way down, you'll be able to find the links to his websites there and to his social media handles. So thanks again for joining us on this week's podcast. I hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you next week.